Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. Are you a woman who's ready to excel in her career and her life? Are you ready to be a professional saleswoman by using your inherent qualities? Are you a woman who wants to be better prepared for a leadership position? Then you're in the right place. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman. It's about women in business, work-life balance, leadership, and current events related to gender communications. Be prepared to be inspired, motivated, and challenged. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman is your connection to women nationally, internationally, and globally. So get comfy and see what the buzz is all about. Find out more at www.sellinginaskirt.com. Now, your host, Judy Hoberman, on C-Suite Radio. You know, when I was thinking about what we were going to talk about today, a story from a dozen years ago popped into my head. Now, I hadn't thought about it in quite a while because it caused me to change the way I thought about things and stop being so stuck in my ways, which made me slightly uncomfortable and taught me a few good lessons at the same point. You see, it didn't have to be my way or the highway, but it did have to be up to my standards, and I wasn't quite sure that was happening. Now, in every part of our lives, we're encouraged to embrace change, and maybe we could do it gracefully and graciously. So here's the story. I was in charge of a training project where we'd be facilitating a six to eight hour training class in 16 cities in 17 days. I'm exhausted just thinking about it, but we were four teams of four going out and getting it done. On one particular day, one of the trainers from our team was sick and we needed to pull in a trainer from another team who had that day open. Now we could have done it without the extra person, but we knew that each audience deserved the best we could give and we thought having four people rotating throughout those hours would be the best way to go. So the day started out fine, and then it was time for the new person on the team to do his part. Now, we all know exactly how the part should have been done and what information needed to be given out and what the results should look like. But as the person in charge, I was ready for anything, except when what I knew should have taken place didn't. The trainer got up there and didn't do anything I expected. I was taking so many notes about what he should have done and why he didn't do it and why I wasn't happy at all. Now, he had two and a half hours to get that piece of this very dry but very important information out. I had written so many pages of what he forgot and what he missed and what he changed and what he didn't do that I wasn't listening to what he did do. 
So at one point, I was beyond, beyond. I was comparing that training to a wedding. Because once it starts, you have no control of what didn't go as planned. So sit back and watch the show. And that's what I did. I couldn't embarrass him and jump up on stage and take over. And I couldn't ask him questions to get him back on my track. So I listened. When his time was up, I realized he did a great job. Now, while he didn't use the stories we were accustomed to, he used his own and he tied pieces together and he was funny and engaging. And yes, not only did the attendees learn, but so did I and the rest of my team. Now, if only I had embraced change right off the bat, my level of anxiety would have been an all-time low instead of ready to burst. The truth is that embracing change in work and life is essential to growing as an individual and being a better person than who you were yesterday. But it wasn't easy. And my blog, Change is Inevitable, Growth is Optional, you would think I would know that, but it wasn't easy. So why is it so difficult? Well, it might be because we don't like the lack of control or the uncertainty of outcomes not being what we thought or bruised egos, embarrassment, or failing. People also seem to hate losing more than they love winning. But if you don't learn to embrace change, and if you don't move forward, you'll be left behind. And that seems even worse and definitely harder. So let's get comfortable being uncomfortable and figure out a way to embrace change instead of ignoring it. The first is take small action steps. Now, when you get your mind wrapped around the concept of embracing change, the first thing you do to make it less painful is to just take small steps forward. So find one small thing that you can do at a time, do it, and then do another. Now, in my example, I might have had a conversation with the new trainer and listened to how he did his training before I prejudged him after one sentence. Next, if you can start with an end goal, work backwards and break your goal into small action steps until you can get to that very first one in the path, it might help you. Now, this is usually something that you can control or do yourself. Once you accomplish that milestone, then you tackle another. Now, these small steps make change palatable and easier to accomplish. Again, I might have looked at the final results that we needed and worked backward with that trainer, so I would know what he had planned. Now, you have to be willing to go back in order to move forward. So get your mind wrapped around taking a few small, small steps back in order to move forward. Now, you need that momentum to go forward, and it reminds me of slowing down to speed up. Now, I thought that maybe I should have taken a step or two backwards to allow something new and potentially even better to happen. Again, listening and not feeling I had lost control. The next thing is a big one, check your ego. Typically, the biggest roadblock to change is you. Often there's a little downside other than facing your own bruised ego when you evaluate change. Clearly, my ego was having a temper tantrum and I wasn't ready to hear that someone else might have a better solution or simply a different one. And fail correctly. For some reason, most of us were never taught to fail. This is unfortunate because failure, when done properly, is a good thing. It's required for taking on a risk. That is, if you do it the right way. The right way to fail means doing it quickly, inexpensively, and never the same way twice. Many times the culture or environment that you're in won't allow failure, and many times failure is not an option for yourself. But embracing change is really not about failing. It's about learning and growing and distributing responsibilities so that you share what you know and are able to rise to the next level. So think about it this way. Time never stands still in real life. It's not like in the movies where characters can freeze frame and the writer takes the viewer on some unrelated story. In real life, change happens constantly. You can fight it or welcome it. It's your choice. Change will occur regardless. So the question remains, why not embrace change? If change is going to happen anyway, fighting it won't do any good. It's better to figure out an approach to deal with change that will work for you. As Joyce Meyer said, don't be afraid of change because it's leading you to a new beginning. 
We're going to take a break to thank our sponsor, Walking on the Glass Floor. And when we come back, you're going to hear from my guest who will share her thoughts about business growth and all external growth is dependent on internal growth, which begins with embracing change. This is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio, and we'll be right back. What happens after shattering the glass ceiling? You're now walking on the glass floor. Walking on the Glass Floor, Seven Essential Qualities for Women Who Lead is a timely and indispensable business guide for all women, whether you're moving out of a dorm room or moving into an executive suite. Introducing readers to the seven keys to success in business and life, Judy Hoberman brings her fresh voice, sales savvy, and thoughtful approach to each of the essential and most powerful leadership qualities. Written in her trademark no-nonsense glass half-full prose, Judy's blueprint for business teaches all women how to cultivate and strengthen key skills that will serve them in both business and life uncover amazing qualities they already possess that will help them lead and succeed and harness universal leadership qualities to continue reaching their full potential. By providing authentic real-life case studies and inspiring quotes throughout, Judy fills each page with the timely advice women need right now. Walking on the glass floor is like having Judy Hoberman sitting right next to you as your business mentor, personal life coach, and best friend all at the same time. You can order your own copy of the book at walkingontheglassfloor.com. Welcome back to Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. Now it's time for my very special guest, Janice B. Gordon, founder of Scale Your Sales and author of Business Evolution, Creating Growth in a Rapidly Changing World. Ranked number 25 of top 100 global business influencers. Janice is a multi-award winning entrepreneur and keynote speaker with recent features in the Sunday Times and Forbes. She's over eight years of academic research, 30 years in business, created hundreds of happy customers, hundreds of thousands inspire audiences, and 400,000 insightful words published. Woo! A visiting fellow at Cranfield School of Management, Janice develops and delivers bespoke consultancy and education in key account management and social selling. One such company Janice worked with increased their revenue by $6 million in less than one year. She delivers the ultimate relationship-building program to develop leading-edge capabilities, trusted relationships, and profitable partnerships to create predictable, increasing revenue growth. So welcome to the show, Janice. I am so excited to have you here. It's my pleasure. I'm very excited. Excellent. So I want to start the discussion of the day about embracing change. When you hear that, what do you think? Change is, uh, as you said at the top, all about how you deal with things that are happening externally. And we often start kind of fighting fires externally, but actually we need to first start with how we're feeling internally about the situation and check our emotions. And I'm not saying taking emotions out of that, but really understanding what part you play in change. And that's why I think understanding who you are, what you stand for internally, and how you react to change and how change affects you is really important. So it's important to understand who you are and the part you play in all that's going on around us, and especially now with what's going on around us. Absolutely. So why do you think that it's so difficult to embrace change? Most of us, when you hear change, it brings up like the negative connotations. But can't change also be exciting? Change is essential. Change is essential to grow. But we're 
we're almost brought up to, to not grow, which is, seems counterintuitive, really. We're, we're brought up to fear change, to fear what we don't know. And can you imagine how different the world would be if our education was all around us going out and exploring, taking those risks, rather than being really comfortable and being really safe? Because actually the world is not like that. Business is not like that. Our personal life, you have to take risks. And if you are going to take risks, you have to risk failing, especially in England, more so than in the US. Failure is a really bad thing. I know some of my family and colleagues, you know, will celebrate failing uh, those that are in the US, whereas actually we tend to hide it in, in the UK. You cannot grow without taking risks. And you have to be aware that taking risks involves failure because it's the lessons, it's the insight. If nothing changes, you're going to learn nothing new. So yeah. if everything's changing, you're learning new things and embracing the lessons. And that's where you grow. Right. But now you said something really important that if you don't grow, that's it. But when you grow, you have to step out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. And, and I always tell people, you know, when you go outside your comfort zone, not to worry because just take a few steps, just wait a little bit of time and you're in your new comfort zone. So it never really, you, you know, unless you're just complacent all the time. So what do you tell your clients, you know, about taking that leap of faith out of your comfort zone? But many of my clients are, are in business, so they're kind of used to a little bit of change. But actually, often, when the longer you've been in business, the more you fear change, as you would think that actually you get used to it. But it's really hard. It's really hard because you just want to just for things to remain good for one moment and not change. It's kind of human nature. So what I, I say to people is learn to expect it, to actually look forward to it and there's various strategies that, that you can do to actually look forward to change because in change is opportunity we all want opportunities in our life and in, in business and, and I think also if you go back to perhaps the time when you were promoted and there was a lot of fear in that that you felt that there's things in the job that you didn't know and you weren't used to but very soon when you tap into the past experiences of going through change you realize it was essential for you to learn those new skills, to experience those things, to be able to share those new experiences, and it enabled you to go forward and to grow. So actually, I think it's about going back and tapping into times when you've gone through change and realizing that you didn't die, you know, <laughs> right? you grew from it. Okay, so tell us about scale your sales, because a lot of the, what we're talking about with change, I, it occurs majorly with salespeople, because a lot of us, you know, if you're not making a sale, you're not growing. And if you're not stepping out of your comfort zone to try something new, you're not growing. And if you don't make sales, you're not going to be in sales much longer. So talk about Scale Your Sales and what it's about and why you put this together. Scale Your Sales came out of my realization of working with salespeople that are not embracing change. They're not embracing the social economy, the, the global economy, the global world. And the way that our buyers are, are moving forward and using the internet and doing their own research and actually cutting out the need to have salespeople. So there was a lot of fear in that. So salespeople that have been selling for a good 10, 20 years or so were not embracing those changes. 
we're actually doing what they've always done. And there was a lot of fear around that. So scale yourselves really help salespeople. And that's really all entrepreneurs, all people in business, salespeople, but actually helping them to really understand how their customers are changing, how their buyers are changing, and actually use the tools that your buyers are using in order to access them and giving them real value in the way that they want to, speaking their, their language. It's using their technologies, the, the, the way that they prefer to be communicated with. It's really understanding what their needs are. It's about doing the social listening. It's embracing social media and these new tools. So that's what Scale Yourselves does. It actually modernizes salespeople, helps them to embrace the necessary changes because their customers, their buyers are already mm-hmm. changing. So they've really got to embrace that to keep up. Absolutely. Okay, so you and I are both in sales. We know it's about numbers. We know it's about clients. We know it's about results and we know it's built on relationships. So with that in mind, if we know all of that and those are mostly true on you know a good percentage of the time why don't more women want to be in sales it's everything we talk about it's all built on relationships and that's what women do best so why aren't there more women in sales well i'm not so sure that it's women that don't want to be in sales but actually i think that sales in the past didn't want women in sales and so they didn't make it very attractive and any many women that were in sales found that they were the token woman in that in environment and the industry didn't really adapt to the skills that, that women have that can bring to sales because it is about relationship it is a very social environment these are things that women are really really good at but actually the terminology in sales is very masculine when you think about crushing sales of numbers of quotas and all of the macho it's not an environment that in, that what will attract men, women into it but that's changing and the reason why it's changing is because the customers are changing the buyers are changing they're looking different they have a different language and not all of them are tapping into the macho terminology and the crushing sales of hunter and all of that that's actually not how buyers want to buy now and going forward And so I think the industry is having to remove a lot of the blocks that they put in place to encourage more women into the industry. That's one side of it. And then because there's not as many women, certainly not many female sales leaders, there aren't the role models there. They're not visible. So in that way, it's a kind of self-fulfilling prophecy. It's not attracting as many women into sales. But it's actually the women that are highly successful when right. they're in the, the field. Right. And I, and we see it all the time. And, and I know that when I started in sales, it was, well, one was roofing, but I started in insurance and it I was the only female and no one wanted me there. No one wanted to teach me. No one wanted to show me. Nobody wanted to play nicely. They just didn't want me there. And I, coming from New York, thought it was a challenge. And so that's why I did really well because... <laughs> I figured it out myself. I created my own playbook. I, I did what I needed to do. And then when they watched my numbers, which is what sales is all about, they started to realize, hmm, she must know what she's talking about. Yeah. And that changed. But you're right. You know, a lot of times it's not something that we are encouraged or welcome to. Actually, the environment can be pretty hostile. It has been yeah. in, in the past. And your experience is one that I've, I've heard a lot of in the past. It is changing. It's just mm-hmm. not changing fast enough. Yeah. 
Okay, so talk to us about the essential four Ps. Yeah, this came out of my book, Business Evolution, Creating Growth in a Rapidly Changing World. I was in in business. I set up a a, a restaurant and and bar business, and it really came out of the challenges and the experience of that. And it was at a time at the beginning of Facebook and, and social media. And my business was beating other businesses that had been around a lot longer because I was using a lot of the new tools. So I was using email marketing, I was using um, Facebook, there was, wasn't many other social platforms around to engage my audience. I'd also came out of working with a customer experience consultancy, so I was using all of these skills, getting really close to the customer. But when that business was taken over by a much larger, it was a hostile takeover, so it wasn't a very pleasant experience, I had to think, what did I learn from that? And this is what came out of it, business evolution. I learned that the essential four Ps in business are are absolutely critical then and now. And that is about putting your personality into your business. Years ago, we didn't know who ran larger companies or even smaller companies. And now it's absolutely critical that you lead as the personality of your business. Whether you're a salesperson, you've got to have a personal brand. Whether you're an entrepreneur or a business person, you have to lead your values. This is what people follow. And so that's the first P, personality. The second is purpose. It's really important that people understand what's unique and different about what you can do for them. So what can you do that no one else can do in the way that you do it? And this is the thing that people engage with, your values, your experience, and how you do do what you do. And then the third P is around pleasure. This is putting in the customer experience, speaking your customer's language, really understanding their wants and needs and how you're going to serve, not sell, serve them better. And then the final P is process. It's putting it all together. It's no point bringing your customers to the door and then the processes in your business. And this is something that a lot of business people forget about. How easy is it? What is the user experience? How is, what is the experience your customers have, have after using your product and service? How easy was it for them? So that's the four essential P's, personality, purpose, pleasure, and process. I love it. You know, it's so interesting because as I'm listening to you, I'm going back to my heavy days of sales. And I remembered the one thing that everybody always commented, I mean, other than the fact that I made it easy for them, it was the process. And at the end of every single appointment, I said, okay, let me tell you what's going to happen next. And so they never felt like they were out of the loop. They never felt like I was in and out, got the check and wasn't coming back. They knew exactly what was going to happen. And I remember telling a bunch of the guys, you know, you really should, you know, use a process for your clients and give them next step. And they thought I was nuts. I had the highest retention rate. And it was really because every single person said, thank you for letting me know what's going to happen. So it's not that hard to do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what you were doing, you was looking at it as a partnership. This is why Mm -hmm. you're both on the journey together. And not as opposed to the kind of macho thinking is that you're following me. You know, I'm leading and you're following. Actually, you mm-hmm. were actually in it together. And I think that's really important, not only now, but how we're negotiating with our customers in the, uh, the future because buyers have more power. That's right. That's right. 
So yeah, and I just think that if you make it simple, you know, I don't think that's, that sales is easy, but I don't think it's hard. I think it takes work and I think it takes a lot of concentration. But I also believe that if you don't leave the, your customer better than they were and give them a good experience, you'll be one and done. For me, it was always, what could I do to make their experience better and more fun as well as valuable so that they would come back and bring their friends? And that was always what happened. I mean, I worked 100% with referrals after only a few months because I did what I said I was going to do. I gave them the process and I was always part of them. And so, yeah, I think that sales is such an amazing occupation, career, how, whatever you want to call it for everyone, but especially for women, because we just get it. We just understand it. I think women sell to other people how they like to be sold to. Absolutely. 1,000%. You're <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so let me ask you a simple question. This is a really interesting question because a lot of people say, I can't do sales unless I have a script. And I have my own thoughts about scripts. But do you think that one, people need a script? And two, does everybody, you know, does one sales script work for everybody, no matter either what level you are, what you're selling or whatever, because a sale, there is a sales process. So do you think that A, they need a, a script and B, can one size fit, fits all? Absolutely no way does one size fit, fit all. When you're training though, it's important to have some guidelines, some path, because you have a methodology and you want to follow it. And you know, in the heat of the moment, you can affect, uh, forget essential points of your methodology. Mm -hmm. You've really got to listen You've got to listen to not only what the customer or the buyer says, but how they say it. And based on what and how they say, that is your next guiding point as where you're moving. The problem with a script is you're taking people down a line and customers can smell a script a mile off and they yeah. feel they've been sold to. And that's not what you want. You've got to build up a relationship and have enough confidence in your own ability that you're going to go where the customer wants to go, you know, and you're going to give them value at every single point. You, that can't be scripted because you don't know where the customer's going to go. So you've got to be well rehearsed, but you've got to listen. And wherever the customer wants to go, that's where you're going. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do you think it's hard for people to be active listeners? I think it's harder for salespeople mm -hmm. because they're taught to talk. <laughs> You know, you'll often hear teachers saying, well, you'll make a good, good salesperson because they're talking in class, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas actually, it's not about talking. It's about listening. It's mm -hmm. really about being empathetic to who you're listening to. So I think it's hard for salespeople because they've been taught to do things in one way. That's the traditional sales. But, you know, there are lots of people um, like yourself that are very instinctive. and. And women, I think, are often very instinctive, not exclusively. I think it's important just to understand your own likes and preferences. This is when, when we started talking about change and really mm -hmm. tapping into what's happening externally to you, thinking about how you would react to some of the sales talk that you hear. And don't do it, you know, because it's not going to get the, the, the kind of reaction you want from your your customers. Absolutely. So let me ask you a funny question. And maybe it's not really that funny. Do you have a favorite question that you ask people just to, you know, change the conversation or to move it along or 
just to hear something that if you are hiring salespeople, obviously they have a resume and you want to know what's something that's not on their resume. But do you have a favorite question that you ask people just to change the conversation up a, up a little bit? I think it's always good to have a few stories. And I want to get into the person that's sitting in front of me. I want to get into their story. I want to hear something that we don't normally tell people. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a hippo story, you know, how I survived a hippo. So the kind of question I would ask them, can you tell me something about yourself that where you learned a lot about your character and it can be a person, something that happened to you personally, not just professionally, where you realize what you stood for or the kind of person you are. So I want to, some experience that you've had that really showed your own character to yourself. Interesting. I love that. I used to ask people when I was hiring them, I would say, tell me something about you that's not on your resume. And you would see like the deer in the headlights because everything they wanted to tell you is on their resume. But the one question I found not too long ago, I was reading a book and it was about great questions and questions not to ask. But the one question that stood out for me that I've asked many, many, many CEOs is, what do you still want to accomplish? And I have to tell you, Janice, that when I ask that question, they stop, they take a really big, deep breath, and they say, almost every time, I've never said this out loud. And they start telling you things that are really interesting and things that they really do want to accomplish. Yes, everybody wants to make more sales and they want to grow their companies, and, but they tell you things. And I'm like, whoa, this is really awesome stuff. So I love that question. I love, love it. that question. And you can use it too. I'm it from you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So tell us, how can our listeners get in touch with you? How can they connect with you and find out what, you know, what you're all about, scale your sales and, and really what, what you could do for them? Janice, J-A-N-I-C-E-B, Gordon, G-O-R-D-O-N. If you put that in, it's my LinkedIn, it's my Twitter, Instagram, it's all Janice B. B. Gordon. So I'm easy to find on, on, on social. And scale your sales. I have a podcast, so you can just put in scale your sales. The website is scaleyourselves.co.uk. I'm really easy to find. <laughs> so please do contact me if you've got any questions, anything I can help with. I'd love to hear from your listeners. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Janice, thank you so much for sharing the mic with me. You have such great information. I'm so thrilled that you joined us from the UK and I'm looking forward to creating more adventures together. Excellent. And me too. And everyone stay safe. Absolutely. And I want to leave you with this quote. Sometimes you hit the point where you either change or you self-destruct. I thank you all for listening to our discussion today where we share some extraordinary guests, some ideas for your business and ways to stand out as the amazing women that you are. Now make sure you stay connected with us and remember, women want to be treated equally, not identically. Until next time, this is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.